morning, everybody. My name is Tim, and I'm one of the pastors at New Hope Church. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to join together with us today. And for those of you who've been joining with us every day for this 8 a.m. devotional, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, let us know that you're watching, comment if you're watching on the platforms of uh, Instagram, Facebook Live, or uh, YouTube Live. And uh, if you're watching on our church streaming platform, I don't know that we have comments open on that or the ability to do comments yet, but uh, you can fly over to Facebook and let us know that you watched today. Um, while, while, you're, while you're watching, <clears throat> do this as well. Um, and, and, and this is one of the beautiful things that has been happening. If, if you have a prayer request, just put it in the comment section of the platform that you're watching on. And then those who see it, if you wouldn't mind, just breathe in a prayer for that person and the situation they're going through. And then let them know by liking their comment, their prayer request, or by uh, actually saying something to them. Because, you know, even though we're living in a, in a, in a moment of, in time of social distancing. It does, does not mean that we need to live in isolation. So uh, let's continue to get together as a church family. Um, we're basically in this 8 a.m. devotion. I'm just, well, I say basically, I'm just trying to read through the book of John, but I keep talking too much, sorry. <clears throat> but we're just reading through the book of John and making some comments as we go and uh, Today we are again in uh, John chapter 2. We just uh, yesterday talked about Jesus doing his first miracle where he turned the water into wine and uh, the deep meanings behind that. Uh, then it's time for the Passover. And so Jesus heads up to Jerusalem to take part in the Passover as he would as a good Jewish person. He heads to, the, he heads to Jerusalem because that's where everybody went at the Passover. Uh, this is John chapter 2 beginning verse 13. It says, when it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. Now the cattle, the sheep, and the doves would be animals that would be used in sacrifices at the temple. So everybody's getting cleaned up, spiritually clean before the Passover, so they're bringing their their offerings and their sacrifices uh, that, that are supposed to, or they thought would take away their sins, but just, we'll talk about this another time, what those actually did and didn't do, but, so that's what's happening. Uh, others were sitting at tables exchanging money. So you got people selling cattle, sheep, and doves. You have other people sitting at tables exchanging money. So I, I want to warn you about something before I read this next part. If you are the kind of person that believes that Jesus was uh, sort of feminine, soft, <clears throat> maybe um, maybe like a flower child hippie with flowy, flowy, curly hair and just kind of danced around the fields around Jerusalem in the grass and gave people flowers and uh, said peace and love and all that and never gotten to any kind of heated discussions or anything, you're not recognizing the Jesus of the Bible. And what I'm about to read may shock you just a little bit. <clears throat> it says, uh, it says this. So remember, some people are selling livestock, some are exchanging money. Uh, verse 15, he made a whip out of cords, Jesus did, and, and drove all the people from the temple courts. So he, so he literally takes the time to make a whip 
and then he uses the whip, you know, and he's walking through all these people selling everything, and he drives them out from the temple courts, and the sheep and the cattle, can you just see Jesus, whap, whap, and just, he scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. In other words, Jesus tore the place up. Now that's not the picture that we often think of when we think of Jesus. And, uh, but we said, I believe it was in the very first devotion when we were reading from John chapter one, that Jesus came full of grace and truth. So yeah, he comes full of love. He's all about loving people, but he's also full of the truth, which means he'll say and do what needs to be done. Uh, Verse 16, to those who sold doves, he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. Now, a little explanation before you show up at church again, once our campuses are open and start turning over tables and and hitting people with a whip. Um, The guys who were running this operation outside of the temple during these big holy days, during the feast, were, were running a racket. They were running a racket because people could bring their own sheep They could bring their own sacrifice to the temple, but that wasn't good enough. And so the priests were part of this and they they were making people purchase the approved and clean sacrifices in order to offer them at the temple. And and you and you could you you could have used your own money because a dollar is a dollar, right? A dollar is a dollar no matter how it looks, but no, your money wasn't good enough. So they had clean money, money that was accepted over here, and you could buy like a clean dollar for $20. So I'm just telling you, it was a racket, and Jesus saw right through it, and he came in hot. He was upset with what these people were doing, and he started turning over tables and so forth, and and it was not a pretty picture. It's one that we often don't like to think about when we think of Jesus, but it was Jesus doing what he is. He is full of grace and he is full of truth. <clears throat> My friend, Tim Harlow, who uh, has a church up in the Chicago land area, he wrote a book called, What Made Jesus Mad? What Made Jesus Mad? And he has this as one of the stories in the Bible of Jesus getting mad. And what he says is the thing that made it mad, made Uh, Jesus mad was because these people that were running this racket were in between the people who wanted to be close to God and God. So they were standing in the way and that, my friends, made Jesus mad. And so Jesus took matters into his own hands and he took a whip into his own hands and uh, he cleaned out the temple so the people could get close to Jesus. Verse 18. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove that you have authority to do all this? They were upset. Verse 19, Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. Obviously now he's talking about his body. Destroy this this temple and I'll rebuild it in three days. They replied, it has taken 46 years to build this temple. And you say that you're gonna raise it up in three days? Come on, man but the temple he had spoken of was his body. Verse 22, after he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words that Jesus had spoken. Verse 23, now while he was in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, many people saw the signs he was performing and believed in his name. And then verse 24, I find 
very interesting and a little bit intriguing. They believed him, but, verse 24, but Jesus would not entrust himself to them, for he knew all people. <clears throat> he did not need any testimony about mankind, for he knew what was in each person. Which leads me to say, Jesus doesn't need us to tell him that he's awesome in order for him to be awesome, because he's already awesome. Now, obviously Jesus wants us on board uh, the truth train of who he is and what he came to do. He is Lord, and he is Lord whether we admit it or not. But admitting it is what gets us into heaven and what gets us into God's family. And so it's good that we would do so. And I, and I will say, you know, the world is looking for every other, to every other place that it can uh, to find what can only be found in Jesus. And that is true satisfaction and fulfillment and joy and ultimately salvation. But thank you, God, that we can find all those things in Jesus Christ. He wants desperately for us to be close to him and he will make a whip out of cords and move people out of the way. He will go to the cross so that you don't have to go through this life alone. And I know that we're going through a difficult time right now, but I, I truly want you to know, we're not going through this alone. We're trying, to, we're trying to stay together online, but I just want you to know 24 seven, Jesus is with you. He can be if you'll admit and if you'll accept that he is Lord and receive him in your heart of hearts. I, uh, I wanna pray for us before we go. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who maybe right now feel very alone. And I pray that uh, if they haven't received you as Lord and Savior, they would do so now and that your presence would show up in a big way and that they could have that assurance of salvation deep down in their heart. I pray for those who feel anxious, Lord, that you could calm them and give them that peace that they need. I pray for those who are sick, that you would heal them. For those who are well, Lord, as I've been saying every day, Lord, that you would just protect them. I pray that you would just work through this situation for our good and your glory. Make good come out of it, Lord. This is, feels like the devil means this for ill in our lives. But Lord, you can turn it around and you can use it for good. I know that you can, and I pray that you will. Watch over those who are hurting, those who are out of work right now. Come through in a big way for them, God. I pray all this in your son's name and all the people said, amen. I uh, hope you have a good rest of the day, and I will see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. God bless.